0: So, I'm on part two. What is at the center? Well, God's grace and his power. I came across it. A message that really kind of, again, made me start to think, like, okay, this is another part of the information. And it was given on the 17th through Truth Hunters and Lynn Leoz and she started basically pouring out that people can't comprehend and that she's seeing a lot of stuff and that the word basically said it would continue to get worse so um i suppose that a lot of people are in hopes that it won't and that's what keeps hope going And we are on God's timeline. And our hope is really in Him and our future status with Him in Heaven, in eternal life. So she was saying, which kind of lined up to my Part 1 message, is Satan was given legal rights to the world and its systems. And he, he was also given rights to our flesh because we were born fleshly. So we don't come out of that until we become with the Lord we give legal rights to the Lord when we came to him he purchased us with his blood so Satan has no legal rights on the ones who believe So there's systems in the world that are emerging and rising. And they've always been ever-changing. And they've developed along the way. Well, Satan has control over all those things. So we're seeing a beast system rise. Lord told us it would, but then she pointed out, and I and I'm still processing too. The people are in this apostate church. that God talked about, and it's why the church age ends. So we're in that position, we have an apostate church, it's been corrupted, it's been infiltrated, So it's corrupted the message of Jesus. And it's not really putting the Lord Jesus in the right light. It's swaying the message. But the Bible tells us how to fight as citizens of heaven. And then she said, don't wage war in fear or flesh. We have to go to the Word because we are of spirit. And then she made mention, we have peace with the land that we are on. As long as it doesn't conflict with the word. And yes. That is true. Because he says resist evil. And don't go, go by. Uh, evil leadership. If you see evil leadership happening. Then you resist it. But I guess. What we're having a problem into. Is, this is how we're resisting it. And. And. You know, there's different methods and the way people are looking at it. So many people still, she says, walk in the flesh. And they meddle in the flesh as the word in the world. So... She's saying that's a negative aspect, and that we're not supposed to be a part of negative aspects. So, so a lot of it comes from feeling better in the flesh. So, when we're stepping outside of Christ and His realm, then we're actually in that apostate church. She says there's a lot of military mili- militarized aspects and nationalism in that apostate church. And they've set up a mandate of the seven mountains. And it's called the N-R-A, I'm excuse me, N-A-R movement. And it's a mixture of Christians and New Age. So that is what I suppose they call the harlot, or the harlot of Babylon. And It's a mixture, and that she said we should be wary of that. And she didn't go into a lot of naming of different people that had this, but it looks um, like it's a different... Awareness. And she said, Be aware of that true Christians and the tares will look a lot alike. They're similar up until the harvest. Because it's seemingly What Christ is. So it's another deception. Now she did bring out the fact. What I did. That we are to love thy God. With all our heart. And love each other. As he would. Those are the first two commandments. So she did bring that out. And she said part of the seven mountains is supposed to, to transform us. And that prophecies that are put out there it has to always point to Jesus if it doesn't then it's not a real prophecy and then she brought up Genesis 128 And the awareness, I guess, is most don't really even know they're part of it because it's so, so similar that it's a very sly deception. And it has to do with influencing the system. Influencing the beast system. So her differences in this all. Is that. If the Lord has already told us the beast system. Is to come in and it's part of the plan, and it's part of what's going to happen, then why are we trying to influence it? Because it's going to be. It's written. It's going to happen. And it all sounds so good. But is it putting false hope in there? Because our real job is to pray. Not to fight in the flesh. And to share the message, the gospel. So people can get saved. So people have that choice. Because We already know that it's going to get worse. Um, Good points. Um, Very good points. I mean... um, (laughs) Just a different perspective... She also pointed out that Jesus went up against the corrupt church in his day. The rabbis and the Pharisees and all those that were corrupting. And even the turning of the tables was in the church, you know, that he got angry with in his righteous anger. But he never got angry anywhere else other than. You know, his fight was against the church and what they were doing. But he was very peaceful, and he only did what the Father said. So, I suppose she's saying that if Jesus exampled... A lot of times the the aspects that, that are out there is that we have to do it another way. So maybe that's where she's bringing up the conflict. And... She says we need to come out of that system because a lot of the false aspects of everything is coming out of that. And that was what Jesus was talking about as the false prophets, the ones that are leading this. And so it brought up the thought that I had that in his word he said that he would be he would be the words in your mouth in these times of trouble, that you wouldn't have to worry about having to know what to say, that when people came up against you or there was persecution or anything, that he would rise within your mouth and have the words that need to be said. So if, you know, we have Him as our saving grace, then our focus needs to be with Him. Our center needs to be with Him. He would give you everything that you need But that comes along with that of trusting obedience in Him. So she suggests this be different than the worldly system, and absorb the Word each day, pray and worship, and don't be part of a dead church that, you know, it's not. It's not going to be where you need to be centered and. Then you won't be deceived. So anything that spreads hate or anger, or strife or bitterness, don't eat of that fruit. We see a lot of time wasters along with us right now today, and she says, "Don't, don't be within that." Wasted time," she says. "Even the social media is putting out a lot of fake videos that you know will stir up a lot of uh, fleshly anger and such." So she said, "No, your sources. No, look it up yourself because it's there, fanning the flames and." I can't I can't disagree with her there. Um when the Lord said there would be great deception, you know, it's it, it's true that we need to be watchful and aware of what we're looking at and what we're hearing. And um he's to lead us what to do. And How can anyone say that you're wrong for what you feel the Lord is leading you to do? That goes along with judgment. When that occurs, then that's judgment. It's not acceptance. It's not, you know, and so if you Bring in a factor of this is what you need to do. It's always been a freedom. And a choice. Not to do it. And that's always been accepted. And if. This virus. Is like any other virus that can kill you, if your system isn't good, if your system isn't isn't balanced, then why didn't they ever go to the lengths that needed to be done like now? some of the signs are confusing and when there's confusion it's not of God so we have to really sit back and be centered with what's really the truth and since we're citizens of heaven that's where all of it needs to be Filtered through the spirit. Not the system of man. Not anymore. It's showing that things aren't being done right. Things aren't being said right. Information's being censored. It's all for a bigger thing. So I just wanted to bring that out with with this second thing that I found because I'm not saying she's wrong. In a lot of things, you know, it, it points out that there's definitely, definitely something wrong in the church. I agree with that. She got um, all her... message from revelations jude matthew luke and john and part of what she started out with was genesis 19:12 through 17 in the nasb bible there is a way which seems right to a man, but it, but it ends, is the way of death. Problem Proverbs fourteen twelve. The story of Lot, and that he was told by the angels that were sent to escape to the mountains and do not look back. And do not stay in the valley, for the Lord will destroy this place. And I believe that was Gomorrah. So, those are a couple of scriptures that she based it on. And she said, it's time to come out of. Of the things that we've always seen as as uh, a good thing, I guess, because it's not, and that we need to really seek the Lord and and the Word, because that's where the truth is. And I don't I don't know that every church is part of that? I don't know. I guess that's for our own, um, asking of the Lord, because much of the world is part of a church, and, um, I'm on an online church because of my circumstances. But she is right that we need to seek out ourselves and not just take it verbatim because that's when you can become deceived. So I wasn't Totally against her whole message, you know. It had good basis, and you know, she is seeing things kind of like I am in the sense of, you know, people aren't comprehending and people aren't seeing, and um, there's problems. So, I just thought I'd bring that up as a alternative. Aspect to think on and to look at, and she does have a video on this, and um, you can see it on Truth Hunters, dated eight seventeen. And it is no way of trying to make you feel there's no hope, because there is still hope in the Lord, in. Anything. He does the impossible and he decides when the impossible will occur. He decides everything on the timeline, whether it's going to be delayed or accelerated. Um, We just remain watchful and alert and ready and prepared at all times because that's what he's told us and pray that you may escape all these things that have to come because they are going to come and they are going to increase so in no way is this to mean that you should be downtrodden or anything (laughs) Because our delight is in the Lord. Our joy is in the Lord. Because this is not our home. Our our eternal life is our home. And once you start understanding the spiritual aspects, and then you look at the physical, then you'll see it more. And you'll understand it more. And I... Say, get close to the Lord, because He is your counsel, wisdom, understanding, and all revelation. When I say my prayers at night, I always put on the armor. So I'm going to say what I do each night. I put on the helmet of my salvation, my deliverance from all evil. I put on the breastplate of my righteousness, to be in right standing with the Lord always. He is my shield, and he is the lifter of my head. I put on the shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts that are sent against me. I trust and I have faith in Him and I believe. I put on the belt of truth, which is His Word, that girds up my waist and holds me up and covers me and gives me all wisdom, counsel, understanding, and revelation. For He gives me life and breath to be with Him. He cleanses me with His blood. He purifies me and He heals me. for the sacrifice that He gave on the cross for me to forgive me of all my sins and so that I would be again with the Father. I put on the sword of Spirit which cuts through, cuts off, cuts away every plan of the enemy against me. For no weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. He shods my feet with peace so that I may not harm anyone and no one harms me. I thank you, Lord, for the armor that I can put on each and every day for the weapons of your warfare. Amen. That's in Ephesians 6. He gave me the way in which I was supposed to pray it. And it's by memory I didn't read that. I say it every night. So that while I sleep, and while I go in the, to the next day, I'm covered from head to toe. I also say the Lord's Prayer because He commanded us to say it. It's a prayer that He gave us. I learned it from childhood. My mother taught it to me. And I pray with all supplication for many things. And he shows me what to do there. And currently I'm praying for 30 people personally within my complex. I don't know everybody, but I know 30 names that have come across my path. And I pray for them because I don't know why he's done that. But he's asked me to pray, so that's what I do. I don't have to know everything. I just have to know there's a reason for it. It's the first place in my life that I have ever had that many people in my complex to pray for. So I know it's important. So I pray for the nations, I pray for this country. So sometimes my prayers go two, two and a half, three hours. It depends on what He's giving me at that time. But I have a certain amount that I know I'm supposed to do. So. Our focus has to come in line and be more intense as you see what's going on around you is intense so true to your prayer your prayer life and your focus because if not then you're you're going to automatically go into the flesh Because it's going to be frustrating and upsetting and not what you want. And it's going to set you somewhere else. It's going to put you off center. So I hope that helps. And I will continue on with whatever he wants me to give you. And I always try if I find something that's not exactly the same. I always try to present it because it's not like you know. Linley Oz is is way off center. She has a lot of good points, but a lot too is you know she's seeing a lot that I'm seeing, and. It is true that we need to get in the Word more and need to be focused with our relationship with the Lord there. It's not bad to worship with other people and and such, but um, our ultimate salvation is where we are in the Word with the Lord and our relationship with Him. So there's a lot of things I agree with. Some of it I haven't heard before. Um. I hadn't heard about the. The movement of. The um. The way the apostate church is. Being presented. With this um. Nar, I think it is it's called. And so that was something added to my list of things, but I haven't been a part of that, so or at least I don't think I have, so I need to look at that I guess. She says many won't be aware that they're a part of it because it's too too similar to the true message. So it's very um minute, I guess. And I guess that's what the tares and the wheat is. It's very minute in difference until harvest time. Um, so we're coming possibly up to that point of harvest time and um, both in the physical and the spiritual, so um it's not a bad idea to look at it and um be aware and and that's all she's putting out is to be aware she's not forcing anything, so can't be too bad you know to point out a possibility in and, and, and things that you need to look at. So that's what I'm doing here. So God bless and just try to be in the peace of the Lord. Then you'll have discernment if things work up in your system about something that you feel is not right. That you feel is not of the word and you get all worked up about it. Then then start to ask yourself, is that flesh working here? You know, because some people will work off of that and start going out there saying you should do that. When really... You know, why don't we let the Lord Jesus in that area, you know, because he's going to tell you what, whether you need to or not, not. So um, he's going to give discernment. And that's what I wait upon. I might think something needs to be done, but it really doesn't. I may think it something needs to be said, and it really doesn't. So there may be more to it. So God bless, and till I meet with you again.